Section 34 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary J. A Failure of Initiative, Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. The Military, Part 5. Finding. Northern Command does not have adequate insight into state response capabilities or adequate interface with governors, which contributed to a lack of mutual understanding and trust during the Katrina response. There must be a strong agreement between state and federal leadership as to the operational objectives. State concerns about maintaining sovereignty must be respected. General H. Stephen Bloom, Chief, National Guard Bureau. Admiral Keating, who heads U.S. NORTHCOM, a newly created military body overseeing homeland defense, has told lawmakers that active duty forces should be given complete authority for responding to catastrophic disasters. The head of the Washington State National Guard, General Timothy Lowenberg, suggested in emails to colleagues that Admiral Keating's suggestion amounted to a policy of domestic regime change. Wall Street Journal, December 8, 2005. On Friday, September 1st, the President offered to place Honoré under the joint command of Northern Command and Governor Blanco. Under this proposal, Honoré would have commanded both active-duty U.S. military forces and the Louisiana National Guard, subject to the command of the Governor with respect to the Guard and Northern Command with respect to the federal active-duty troops. Governor Blanco declined this offer, leaving Honoré and Northern Command in charge of the federal active troops and Landrino and Blanco in charge of the Louisiana National Guard. The governors of the Gulf states chose not to relinquish command of the National Guard units in their respective states. While better coordination of the military effort may have resulted if one commander were in charge of all aspects of military support, the governor had confidence in Landrino and saw no need for an added layer of command. The Department of Defense was eager to assist the Gulf states. The establishment of JTF Katrina to coordinate the military response and the command's desire to help made state sovereignty an issue during the Katrina response. Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi declined active-duty military assistance, but active-duty units pre-positioning at active-duty bases in Mississippi operated smoothly with the Mississippi National Guard. Therefore, the issue of federalism played out in Louisiana. Resolving this issue may have slowed the active-duty military response and contributed to tension in the state-federal relationship. In the end, there was a dual military response to Hurricane Katrina in Louisiana. Honoré commanded the active-duty military response, and Landrino commanded the Louisiana National Guard response. The failure of DOD, governors, and other state officials to actively participate in joint planning for emergencies, both natural and man-made, that occurred within Northern Command's area of responsibility, contributed to the tension. There were too few civilian authorities in DOD's military assistance to civilian authority planning. As Northern Command lamented it did not have adequate insight into the states, the Gulf governors also lacked insight into the operations of Northern Command. In Northern Command's Master Exercise Summary Report on Ardent Century Top Off 3, concern was expressed that Northern Command does not have adequate insight into state response capabilities, responders, medical systems, National Guard, etc., and other federal capabilities, contracts, FEMA, DHHS, etc. This lack of understanding could contribute to off-target planning for potential active-duty DOD roles and missions. DOD understands the different capabilities of Transportation Command, Forces Command, First Army, Fifth Army, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Navy, and rolling capabilities of Joint Forces Command, Northern Command, and Joint Task Force Katrina, but the Governor of Louisiana did not. 
In a September 19th interview with Garnet News Service, Blanco commented on the difficulties of communicating her request for troops. She said others asked, Did you ask for this? Did you ask for that? It got to be a very difficult little game, she said. One cause of this misunderstanding is that DOD and DHS have not adequately defined what is required for military assistance to civilian authorities during large disasters. According to McHale, it has never been the plan, nor has the Department of Defense been trained, resourced, and equipped to provide a first responder capability. According to a September 2003 report to Congress on DOD's role in supporting Homeland Security missions, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff maintains visibility of National Guard assets performing Homeland Security missions. Moreover, NORTHCOM and PACOM must have insight into state-controlled National Guard operations to facilitate coordination between Title IX and Title 32, or state active duty military operations, which might be occurring in the same area, at the same time, towards a common goal. Honoré was not familiar with emergency operational procedures and personnel within the Katrina states. According to Bloom, granting him a state commission without the knowledge and understanding of the state's operational environment would not necessarily have added anything to the response. The Gulf Coast governors, with their close relationship to state adjutants general and common experiences with past emergencies, shared that view. Admiral Keating, the commander of Northern Command, has acknowledged that there are advantages to having a National Guard officer in command of Homeland Response. The advantages of using a National Guard officer during a disaster are 1. The overwhelming majority of forces that respond to disasters are or will be National Guard, who will usually be on the scene in a state active duty status before DOD is requested to respond. 2. The NG is familiar with the local area and the local culture. 3. The NG usually has close ties with first responders, such as local and state law enforcement, fire departments, etc. And 4. The local community knows and relies upon the NG because they are part of the community. NG personnel are more likely to have more experience working with local responders than the active component. A disadvantage of using an NG officer is, NG commanders might not be familiar with federal capabilities brought to the table, especially those from Navy and Marines. Some of the adjutants general from the Gulf states and around the country believe the much-needed integration trust and increased understanding by state officials of what constitutes joint military assistance would improve if Northern Command were a National Guard command led by an experienced National Guard officer. Northern Command's mission is to deter, prevent, and defeat threats and aggression aimed at the United States. It also has a mission to provide defense support of civil authorities. During a national emergency within the United States, NORTHCOM requires policies and procedures for interaction with state officials. The absence of these policies hampered the Katrina response. The Select Committee does not believe there is a simple answer to improving state and federal integration. Local control and state sovereignty are important principles rooted in the nation's birth that cannot be discarded merely to achieve more efficient joint military operations on American soil. Finding Even DOD lacked situational awareness of post-landfall conditions which contributed to a slower response. The Department of Defense has significant assets for the collection of intelligence, as well as communications and satellite equipment needed in all military operations. These assets are at the very heart of conducting comprehensive and directed military operations around the world, and were not optimally used during the Katrina response. For example, the Select Committee found little evidence that DOD satellite imagery was used to great advantage to target relief to the hardest-hit areas, nor was information resulting from DOD aerial damage assessment flights properly disseminated. Lack of a unified data collection system among the DOD military and civilian personnel also forced the Department to rely on other sources. Department of Defense documents indicated an unusual reliance on news reports to obtain information on what was happening on the ground in the days immediately following landfall. 
it appeared the department also relied on the press for initial damage assessment in new orleans reliance on often unsubstantiated press stories appeared to make dod reactive instead of a leading participant in the response dod email and jtf katrina commander's assessments cited press as the source of information on looting the situation at the superdome other shelters and the new orleans hyatt email from private sources to honore and McHale about people needing to be rescued at xavier university and the salvation army building in new orleans were acted on in the xavier case honore dispatched a reconnaissance team based on this information an email dated august thirtieth from a colonel from the national guard bureau noted that northern command first army and fifth army commanders could not make contact with the louisiana state adjutant general keating stated that the biggest challenge for northern command was gaining and maintaining situational awareness as to the catastrophic disaster this also came as no surprise to McHale, who commented that early situational awareness was poor a problem that should have been corrected following identical damage assessment challenges during hurricane andrew finding dod lacked an information sharing protocol that would have enhanced joint situational awareness and communications between all military components according to a national guard assessment jtf katrina had limited visibility on in-transit forces being deployed. There was no system in place to track all active duty or guard forces and material from ports of embarkation through distribution. For example, an August 29th email generated in the office of the Secretary of Defense indicated concern over a Navy ship that announced its deployment without legal authority or Secretary of Defense approval. Information flowing up from the National Guard State Headquarters or the National Guard Bureau also did not always make its way to the JTF Katrina commander. An August 31st email confirmed that 1st Army and 5th Army headquarters could not communicate directly with the Louisiana Defense Coordinating Officer, which prevented the JTF Katrina commander from knowing what guard assets were streaming into New Orleans at the time. On September 1st, a general officer at NORTHCOM complained he had not been getting email from the DCOs for two days. The Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Homeland Defense also had problems keeping track of what DOD capabilities were being utilized and what tasks had been performed for the Homeland Defense Secretary. In a September 4th email, some questions posed were, How many MREs have been made available by DOD? What is the number of hospital beds on USN ships? What is the status of aerial surveillance capability? What is the status of the New Orleans Police Department? How linked up is the Guard with NOPD? There was also a request need a daily DOD roll-up matrix, what we're doing, who's doing it, and what's the progress. During the Top-Off 3 and Ardent Sentry 05 exercises, NORTHCOM learned that the ground rules for the channel of communications between U.S. NORTHCOM, NGB Joint Operations Center, and State National Guard JOCs is largely undefined. There is not an agreement that delineates reporting responsibilities for force readiness and disaster response planning. Needed is a framework and an agreed-on channel of communications to ensure the flow of information between U.S. NORTHCOM, NGB, and State National Guard JOCs is timely and complete. Yet, during Katrina, the National Guard Bureau learned NORTHCOM did not standardize reporting guidelines. Emails, logs, and daily briefings indicated a great flow of information between DOD component headquarters and the National Guard Bureau. There also appeared to be numerous mechanisms to assist in integrating federal and state operations. These included the establishment of a National Guard desk at the National Military Command Center, Guard representation in the Northern Command Joint Operations Center, web portals, daily conference calls, and email situation updates to key leaders. However, the Select Committee could find no reporting requirements for sharing important information between DOD entities. Bloom, however, noted that these efforts, while effective, 
cannot be expected to overcome the inability of forces on the ground to effectively share information. Finding. Joint Task Force Katrina Command Staff lacked joint training, which contributed to the lack of coordination between active duty components. Hurricane Katrina required the Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps to work together in an emergency mission in the continental United States. Although skilled and trained in warfighting missions abroad, conducting joint missions in this country quickly and under tremendous public pressure posed integration challenges. One of the findings in an after-action report from the Department of the Navy stated, Service cultural issues seem to dominate in a negative fashion. The core element of the JTF is formed by the First Army staff. There is a perception that JTF is, in essence, an Army task force with joint augmentation, and that this disposition colors their decision-making processes in view of the conduct of operations. In a crisis, organizations play to their strengths and tend to disregard unfamiliar capabilities or concepts. Retired Coast Guard Vice Admiral Jim Hall was asked by Northern Command to assess the command's Katrina response. Hall's observations were critical of JTF Katrina, noting that the capabilities of First Army Headquarters, which formed the nucleus of JTF Katrina, was not organized or resourced to operate as a joint task force. Specific challenges ranged from inexperienced personnel to lack of communications and equipment. The JTF is an ad hoc organization doing the best it can without the resources necessary to make it an optimal enabler he said. Hall noted that as Honoré made command decisions away from his headquarters, his staff was not always informed. We track General Honoré's location by watching CNN, JTF Katrina staff said. The Department of the Navy Emergency Preparedness Liaison Officer Program in a September 12th after-action report listed key problems with JTF Katrina. Joint doctrine was largely ignored. In the melee of the first few days, where lives literally hung in the balance, perhaps this was a necessary course of action. However, as the active duty force began to develop, the JTF Katrina headquarters never transitioned from the very tactical mindset of life-saving to the operational mindset of sustaining and enabling a joint force. Since the forward command element, General Honoré, was unable to communicate, they became embroiled and distracted with the tactical and were unable to focus on even the most basic of operational issues. Other units who were responding from outside the area to integrate with what was called a joint task force expected certain doctrinal norms which materialized very slowly or not at all. The report also remarked that since the JTF did not establish a commander for all land components, First Army, Fifth Army, and the Marine Corps were unclear on JTF Katrina expectations, causing confusion and lack of coordination between land forces in New Orleans. The effects of the difficulties with creating and sustaining a truly joint effort were visible on the ground in Louisiana, especially during later evacuation efforts and the patrolling of New Orleans parishes. End of section 34.